At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. My family thinks I'm crazy. A podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I give them in a shade. say all religions and spiritual teachings are like branches and leaves of a mighty ancient tree. They all share the same roots, and the saints, prophets, and holy ones who ascend this great tree share their heavenly wisdom from above, guiding the next generation to join them in this process of ascension. Today's guest has made her life's work helping folks recognize their spiritual potential. The radiant Von Galt joins me, Mystic Mark, here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this conversation with Von Galt.
Ladies and gentlemen, here we are on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, and with us today is a fantastic guest, long overdue for this show. It's so wonderful to have her here, the great Von Galt. You know her from Sam's Many Podcasts, and she's also an author who's written a book titled Buddhist's Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities and a series of books titled Buddhist Mandalas. And we're going to be talking about Mandela Effect, which, you know, I mean, if you look at reality from a far enough zoomed out perspective, I imagine it kind of looks like a mandala. So we're going to be talking about reality, this parallel time that's emerging, and maybe the Mandela Effect is a, is a sign of that. I don't know. Where should we start with this topic? So for people who, who have been following my work and been following the different episodes that I publish on my podcast, Macabre Chakras, reading the books and doing the work themselves. They are having their own reality shifts. They're having the own personal Mandela effect. They're also coming into their six senses and I book appointments with people all over the world to talk about the emergence six senses after they got into this space and started being exposed to this knowledge, which was light years further than the, what they have gotten through traditional Buddhism courses, traditional Zen courses, traditional esoteric studies. It, it's just taken them light years beyond their typical awakening to the point that they're working with six senses and how to amplify it and use it in their everyday, which is one of the skills that all of us possess. We all possess that, but just like children, you have to grow a certain height to reach that apple and get, get the fruits of, of, of that experience. So we have spiritual heights, which is basically our energy level that we have to reach in order to open up and activate those six senses that are dormant in our energetic frequencies. So you have to meet the, I would say, energetic frequency or height to unlock those. Yes, Tara, you had a question? I was just going to say there's certain energetic requirements. Like, yes. So a certain amount of practices. Well, not necessarily practices. There is practices can help you in many ways to kind of calm yourself and focus, which is a basic foundation because you have to have discernment and you have to have boundaries respectful boundaries for yourself and a lot of patience for yourself as well because it's a personal thing but when you open your mind and your heart up to more of reality and how to see reality and you go into this space of learning about your Merkaba and about your your consciousness and about how your consciousness physically changes reality and the reality that you experience hence to parallel reality changes or what people call Mandela effects, then you're working in a much more advanced level of consciousness that is more attuned to the path of an ascended master, somebody who has mastered and ascended themselves to that mastery of consciousness. That's why they call them ascended masters. Now, they're nothing special. They're just normal humans who just raise their consciousness to the point that they can start manipulating and working with the six senses a little bit more. So a lot of us are just in this path is slow, it's budding and then it's coming in stronger. And I work with people who, who it's gotten a little bit kind of crazy for them. So then I work with them to kind of fine tune that. And we can go a little bit mm. on the case studies that I've talked about with other past interviews, but just a quick background, a quick background for people who are not familiar with me. 
So, so Mark actually introduced me to the comedian Sam Tripoli to do his Zero podcast. And that was Manifest Destiny because I was, I had just finished publishing and was trying to get on podcasts to talk about my book, Buddhist, Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities, which is how to use the, the basic Buddhist principles of the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path in the Age of Consciousness so that you can use basic, simple fundamentals to manifest the best experience for yourself. And that kind of happened because my angels and my ancestors were working to get me in connection to certain people that was going to open up other things for other people and et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of how the universe, there's no accidents. That's how the universe unfolds. But so that's how I got introduced to Mark. So it, we were just talking before how how it kind of is kind of all aligned. The stars all aligned, and you don't necessarily see how it all fits in. But then you look back, and you're like, "Well, that ties into that, and that ties into that, and everything just fits in perfectly." It's almost like it happened. So glad I didn't get lost in the amusement park. You know, that's kind of how it is. But basically, my background. So I have three Buddhism books right now, and how that came about is I was born and raised into Buddhism. I am Laotian and I was raised into Buddhism my whole life. And as a child, instead of sitting and listening to the lectures about basic Buddhism, which most people know is basic Buddhism, how not to be a douchebag in this life and create karma for yourself. So you reincarnate with the same people going through the same issues over and over again and never really advancing. That's the basics, what most people are working on. And I kind of got that. So I got bored. So in all the different monasteries and temples that I went to, they all have this beautiful artwork. And you guys have all seen them on all Buddhist monasteries and temples and artwork and Hindu as well. And it is this one. It is the covers of my Buddhist Mandala's book. It's an ascended master, typically, or a deity, whatever you want to call them. And they have a halo around the body and a halo around their head. And so instead of listening to basic studies from the senior monks, I would study the artwork because I love art. And I would get a different lesson from the student monks who are in charge of making sure the kids don't Crayola crayon all over the artwork and mess the mess up the koi pond and pick all the the lotus off of the uh, ponds. So just make sure that everything's not damaged. And so I asked questions and I got a different study than most people do at Buddhism. And so what I got was that we are all energy, and as energy we have incarnated into this avatar. In this current lifetime, which had which we've had other incarnations, not necessarily in the past or present or future, all as well, and not necessarily in Earth as well. We've had other lifetimes in other planets, other universes, other dimensions, other realms. We are high and we are low all at the same time, and then we are all connected in one. So that's the basics. And in order to travel the multiverse, like those ascended masters and this beautiful artwork, you have to master your spiritual consciousness because it is within your consciousness that you manifest physical reality and move from one version of reality to another. Hence, the cover of my second book for Buddhist Mandalas, Christ Consciousness of a Multidimensional Merkaba, that's Tara. And she is a Bodhisattva and Buddha. And she has three different versions of herself in the cover because she is not 
She doesn't have all of these multiple heads and arms coming out of one body, which is some Hindu artworks interpretation. She is three different versions of herself in three different versions of reality, hence the multiverse aspect of it. Mm. And so they've been talking about what we call Mandela effect and moving through different realities and giving love and grace and compassion to the ones that are suffering and trying not to get caught up in the psyops for thousands of years. And that's how I came into this, but I didn't start writing about it until after 20 years of research since college, because I started following all of my favorite monks and nuns and following their work. And they were getting into academia studies in mindfulness, consciousness, et cetera, brain research. And so I was following their fascinating work to see which of the materials in Buddhism and esoteric metaphysics that we've been recording in our universities for thousands of years, which are accurate, which have holes, which were more applicable to others, just just to test it out because it's about it's a scientific pursuit of understanding your consciousness. And through that, I got all the materials in the scientific realm to prove that this is true scientifically. It is true. We do have 11 dimensions in our brain. We can access up to 11 dimensions of of physical reality in our brain. And that physical reality does change from one to another. It's scientifically true. Atoms do it all the time. We are full of atoms and we do it as well. We just don't know how. We're kind of lost in ourselves. So that's what I found out. And that's how these books came about was from all that study and then the academia research that I finally put into these books. And since then, I have been available to help others who are going through their accelerated awakening and six senses through my consultations that they reach out to me for. So a little bit of a long background, but that it's a it's a big mission. So that's kind of how I got into the space. Necessary, (laughs) necessary background. Yeah. Well, when it comes to sort of science validating this, this knowledge that has been known for thousands, maybe even millions of years, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's very interesting because I would maybe pose this question to you. Do you think that the Mandala effect as we understand it was sort of maybe made more apparent due to the hyperconnectivity that we experience through the internet and through our modern age of being able to, you know, download information and super speed, you know, is it, is that what's making this Mandela effect more uh, visible, so to speak? Well, you know, I don't have all the answers and I, and I, and I, I don't have all the answers, but what I can what I can say is I can pull from my understanding of Buddhism and studying metaphysics in, in a lot of different energy healing consciousness modalities of, of the East. 2012 was the year 2025, Buddhist era. When they start the Gregorian calendar in Buddhism, they started at the year that Buddha came through, not the year it came. So 2012 according to the Buddhist era calendar, is 2555. That is a year of changeover, 555. If you're into numerology and ancient numbers, 555 is a changeover. It's just a turning over, a turning a new leaf. That is also the year of when this Earth's processional cycle of 25,920, I think it is, ended. 
And she has a consciousness, or the earth has a consciousness. If it didn't have a consciousness, it wouldn't grow. Okay? You wouldn't be able to grow anything and live off it. So everything living has a consciousness. So she has a consciousness, and she evolves in her own cycles as well, just like we grow up in ourselves from childhood to teenage to whatever. So she finished a processional cycle. And in the next processional cycle is a higher frequency reality, a more dense, a less dense reality, et cetera. Many people call this the awakening or the, I don't know, the mind counter called it what, whatever they wanted to call it. But basically, it's just a changeover. And what happens in the changeover from a lower dense energetic consciousness to a higher energetic consciousness that some people call the fifth dimension, if you want to call that from the third dimension, whatever we want to label it. What happens is when you go into a higher frequency, it's like the analogy of when you're sailing, you sail your typical third dimensional way, you're doing it all by yourself. It used to work for you, but nothing has changed in your reality. The only thing that's changed is the energy The wind has changed. The wind has picked up speed. And because the wind has picked up speed, if you're not tuned into it, you do the same thing, the same third dimensional way you have, and you're going to struggle with it. And you're not going to get anywhere as much. It's going to be harder because you're using the more dense, older way of navigating reality, not realizing that the energy has changed. So the wind has picked up. Now, if you were tuned in, to doing the work, you would have maybe gotten some help, DV up the work, and then take advantage of that increased energy and that win and do less work with more a collaboration and get to a beautiful tropical place in faster period of time with less eff- with less effort and labor because you're taking advantage of the change of energy. That's what's happening. So every, in in this case everybody's dirty deeds are coming up. Everything is being revealed in your personal life, in society, everything. And Earth, unfortunately, has a lot of dirt that's been hidden for a long time. So many of the conspiracy theories will be revealed as true with scientific and physical evidence that is undeniable. And some people can't handle it because it requires, it's almost like, being revealed that your spouse has been cheating on you. Some people can't handle the truth and they may want to find an exit strategy through some illness or another. Because what happens in the higher dimensions of consciousness is that you have to learn to create reality with a higher level of consciousness. You can't create in your third dimensional ways. And so if things manifest faster and quicker with more ease and synchronicities, so do your hidden traumas and unresolved issues. Okay, so you have to learn to create in this reality and this more accelerated reality as we go further and further and and higher up into Earth's consciousness in a more constructive way. And that's why all that self-healing and all of that inner work and stuff, it's really good because you're cleaning out the closet so that you can have more clarity and know what you want and how you want to work towards it much more clearly. Okay, is that, and can I break it down for you a little bit about the the question? Please do. Tara, do you have another question? I think... (laughs) 
Well, I think what you're saying, I think that speaks to how important the internet is for communicating our mm-hmm. different levels of reality, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that's a, so in short with that, the internet helps make it more, it's a faster communication tool. The internet is actually, if you think about it, a higher frequency communication tool as compared to regular telephone and newspaper. Hmm. Remember, everything that is in a higher consciousness moves at a higher speed and frequency. Faster. You have you, you get knowledge faster. You download knowledge faster. Things connect faster. Yet, you, you know, in the in the lower di- lower dimensions of consciousness, things work on a slower pace. Snail mail, et cetera, et cetera. So the more accelerated internet is actually a sign also of a more accelerated reality. Just think of it that way, but everything like that, like that. Mandela effects or parallel reality shifts, seeing the multiverse have been happening for, for, for a long time, for thousands, if not eons of years, they've been happening in all of the universes for basically since the inception of samsara of physical reality from the consciousness of God. So it's all happening right now because God doesn't live in any time frame. It, it's now. So let's talk about, about how our life now affects all of our other multiversal selves. But some people are having this, I know, because I have clients that, that, that make appointments with me and they spend hundreds of dollars just to talk about their multiversal selves and their parallel realities. So for some people, they're already getting this. For others, it's slowly happening. So for those people who are on the advanced edge of consciousness experiences in our multiverse, this is going to be relevant for them. And and please ask me any questions because I know we're on a time constraint. As far as questions goes, I'm I'm sitting here on bated breath waiting to hear more. I'm I'm curious. <laughs> Tara, ask me more questions as you come along, okay? Please. <laughs> okay. Please. I, this is one of the things I always say to podcast to, to to book interviews is, is please ask me more questions because everybody's like little children sitting down and like, okay, are you ready for the elder Waheni to tell a story? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So so timelines. Timelines is this. There are multiple timelines going on. Okay, and this is all controversial. It may be relevant to you. It may not be relevant to you. It doesn't really matter because if you're experiencing it, it's relevant to you. If you're not experiencing it yet, it's not relevant to you. Just bypass the part that doesn't apply to you. But the parts that do click for you, it's for you. Okay? Don't waste your time arguing with other people about how their reality is and how you want to create your reality and why this works for your reality, not their reality. It's a waste of your time. It's just a waste of your time to figure out who's right and who's wrong. If it clicks, work on it because it's, because it's all about your accelerated experience here. You have a certain amount of time to experience the best ride. So the timelines, there are multiple timelines. And we know that there are multiple timelines because of the pop culture Mandela effects. In ancient days, we just called parallel realities. And it's basically people moving from one version of reality to another and remembering that they physically experience something in reality that no longer is how it was when they experienced it. Hence, some examples are many people, like myself, remember Ed McMahon 
delivering the prize checks in the prize van with his his group of people and the big check and the roses and the balloons and going up the door and knocking on the door and somebody opened the door and, and he's freaking out because and he and he'll ask him you know hey you just you just won the the prize what are you gonna do now and people are always like oh, I'm do this or, or I'm gonna do whatever. So that's what they remember. I had that experience. My dad was really big into Publishers Clearinghouse. This was my childhood. We watched those commercials all the time because he was adamant he was going to win a prize from Publishers Clearinghouse, which he did. It was a $50 backyard set. So we drove across the state to go and get it. It physically happened. So I know it physically happened in my childhood that that was the case of Ed McMahon and Publishers Clearinghouse which never existed. So you tell me that the pictures and the experience I had with my father to go and pick up the backyard patio that we won from publisher's clearing house in the sweepstakes that he entered through reader's digest never happened. No, it did happen. But in this reality, it doesn't happen. And many people have their own personal stories to this as well. It's not just a, a vague memory. Same thing with watching the movie Shazam with Sinbad. And he was actually funny. And and, and and that in my childhood, when I watched it, my husband's the same exact thing. He remembers it before I even told him the storyline. It was a, I think it was a, it was a kind of light brown haired white kid, preteen, inner city. He had found a genie. Sinbad is in Scott awful genie outfit. Pretty funny. Anyways, Fast forward, he, uh, Sinbad, through a series of funny things, helped the kid deal with his bu- bullying issues, the inner city bullying issues, and help him deal with kind of working with his, his single mom, who was overworked and tired, and, and, and he was feeling a little bit abandoned, also kind of stuck in a, a tough place in his childhood, and his mom wasn't there. But in, in a series of funny things, that's the storyline. That's how that's how it, it happened. So in this reality, it never happened, and all the spooks say that they try to make fun of it, and they say that the storyline was this little white kid who had a sister, never had a sister. He was preteen, not younger, not older. He was more like middle school age. And they never talk about the single mom, but there was a single mom. They never talk about that he was in inner city living in the inner city but that was the storyline as everybody who's ever watched it who remembers the storyline that is the storyline they all remember the same exact thing so these are examples that we are shifting between one version of reality to another and people have personal experiences for them same thing goes with psyops in reality with between different governmental and different agencies as well my friend brian staley we have a difference in opinion he believes the earth is flat I think it could be flat or it could be round. We'll, we'll, we'll settle that when we go into space. So I, I'm open, but so I don't argue too much. But him and I, he has a show on, on tracking these Mandela effects. And the interesting thing is the Black Tom experience in the early 1900s oh, yeah. where two German guys came in and blew like a, like a million pounds of dynamite over in the New York area. And it damaged... You can look it up, Black Tom. It damaged the the uh, the Statue of Liberty, and so nobody is ever allowed to go into the, the the little fireplace area and go up the stairs and go in and look in the in that observatory area of kind of where her, the torch was. However, in my childhood, I've never heard about that, and I know people who physically went there 
and spoke about looking through the little brackets in the Statue of Liberty's flames. However, everybody's telling them that that never happened. So how how is it that they have full recall of this experience? I know these people as well. So there are also not just changes that's happening in our personal lives, because I have clients who have experiences where family history is changing as well. Like like their sister will have injured one arm where in the previous experience when they were there at the injury, it was the other arm. So they're like, how is this? And I have to, to tell them, well, you're in a different reality and this is still your sister, but another version of your sister in this reality. The version on the other reality that broke the on the other arm still exists and still has that version of you. So you guys are just basically running parallel lives together. You have parallel selves and so do they. Mm-hmm. And so just to wrap their mind around that and, and come to peace of that is, is something that I work with all the time with clients all over the world. So it's happening to a lot of people all over the world. So, so these, these Mandela effects aren't just pop culture. And I had plenty of episodes with people on my podcast, like Chris Anatra. He owns a software company for grocers. And when things started changing, like Fruit Loops change, or Febreze went to Febreze, or their Jif went, Jiffy went to to Jif, and these changes, he noticed in his company software that that his clients were complaining that their their brands were changing. And so you give me them defective software and you possibly owe them millions of dollars back by selling us ineffective software. And so his engineers and him looked at the software and the, the product that they sell and they saw it change in the code itself. Okay. So this isn't just you and I thinking pop culture changes. This is a, a, an actual company software. You can look it up. It's NCES dot com and it's a grocery store software that makes sure that grocers and restaurants get the appropriate amount and the, the appropriate product. So so when they say they're gonna have, you know, X amount of Jif pe- Jiffy peanut butter, they want Jiffy peanut butter and not Jif. They want to make sure that they got the right one. So 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 these things are happening. It's fully documented. And what is happening is that these are, I think, a fun way that God's going, wake up. You guys are going to a higher reality, and so is your consciousness. This is kind of like because you can think that you're misremembering things, and you can think that other people are misremembering things. But when you go and you pull your Bible that you've had in your in your, in your family basement and nobody's gone in there it's the same exact one and you go look and and you remember the passage where the lion shall lay down with the lamb and it's now the wolf shall lay down with the lamb that's when you know this is some real stuff that's happening same thing with the lord's prayer that you remember saying your whole life with your parents and your grandparents where they talked about trespassing and that's a unique word because trespassing, the way that we got 
the no trespassing sign is from that Bible verse of the Lord's Prayer, where it says to not trespass on each other. And so if you go and you look at the Lord's Prayer now, if you've been going to church, you'll notice that it doesn't say trespass. It says debts and debtors will forgive those that, you know, issue debt and then the debtors as well. So trespass has changed to debts and debtors. So where did we get the no trespassing? Don't trespass on me. Don't, you know, breach my property or take my stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's where we got it from was from the Lord's Prayer. It is no longer. Mm. So you guys, this is a fun conversation to have, but it, it proves a basic point that we are shifting between multiple realities with our consciousness. And because we're doing that, what happens is different realities will either merge together. That's why you either have people with different experiences of the same exact thing, like Nelson Mandela dying in prison versus Nelson Mandela never died in your memory. And he died recently a couple of years ago after, as the president of South Africa, which is my memory. But my best friend and my other best friend remember him dying in prison. Same best friend. I still love them. And I love them in every single version that they are in every reality I interact with them. But we have completely different physical experiences with our own personal recall and activities that we did that day that are completely different from one another. It's the same exact experience. And so realities could be merging as so are people merging into certain realities and other realities that no longer serve whatever purpose is collapsing as well. Mm. So they split and they collapse and they split and they collapse. Now, these folks you, you mentioned earlier that you have some people that you speak with who are in touch with their parallel selves or know have knowledge of their parallel selves what are some of the signs that people maybe experience some of the first indications that they're aware of their parallel self is there a sort of theme to these people's accounts well and again everything that i say is debatable because if it's relevant to you then it's a nugget of information to help you in your process if it's not relevant to you just bypass it because it's not for you. But for my clients, basically, many many of them, they come from all walks of life. They're Asian, they're white, they're in, I wanted to say the Soviet Union or the USSR, but they're in um, Russia. I've had some that are like, I'm in the Soviet Union. I'm like, you know, the Soviet Union has been discontinued for a long time. They're like, that's what that's remembrance. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right, you're moving forward in your consciousness into your future self, which is right now. Because if your last remembrance of, the, of Russia was, is the Soviet Union, then you just pop forward a couple of years. But okay, welcome. Let's take it from here. So, in, and I've had that experience too, where I'll I will look at the the tree in my neighbor's yard, and I would freak out because I'm like, how did that tree grow ten feet wider overnight? It's not physically possible. And I grab my husband and I'm like, look at this tree. Just look at that tree. And he's like, ooh, that is bigger. I'm like, how did it grow 10 feet wider overnight? He's like, I don't know. I was like, I know why. We just popped forward like a year. That's why the panty was so fast for us. It's just like, <laughs> so, but anyways, there's all these examples. So when people are, what 
they'll have different experiences for either shifting forward into time a little bit. They'll either notice something in fast growth. Like all of a sudden the tree in their backyard just started budding the next day. It's all bloom. Like, whoo. Like, it, it, it just started budding out of the, the main part, but all of a sudden now it's all bloom and starting to fall. They'll have like yeah. accelerated reality timelines. So some people will have that. Some people will have kind of like, like a, like a, um, almost like, like they can see another version of themselves walking through or, but it's almost like a ghostly version of, of it's them, but not them walking through the kitchen and, and talking or doing something or whatever. But it's like, what, but I'm here. How is it over there? Or they'll have kind of like a, a, a second sight of, of another reality at the same time. It's them, another version of them doing something in a different time. Sometimes they'll have that in, in the, the, the living conscious state. Sometimes they'll have that in, in dream. Well, they'll, you know, if, if you're at your point in consciousness where you remember your dreams and you can manipulate your dreams and you can play in your dreams and think for yourself and not just you know, be pulled along in your dreams, which is a, a more accelerated version of consciousness. And many people have this, like I have this as well, is they will see lucid dreaming. And we know you're lucid dreaming because you're in, in a different brainwave and, and they've proven this in, in consciousness and mindfulness research that that you're there's REM sleep and then there's lucid dreaming which is like everything is so much more surreal so much real it looks just like it is now but in in having those lucid dreams they will have experiences of them in a different reality sometime in the future sometime in the past with the same people and they would recall what's happening so sometimes they get a glimmer of another version of them in a different timeline or a different point of history in lucid dreaming. And if you can get to the point where you are talking to yourself in your dream, you can, you can go, Oh, wait a minute. What is this? Well, this is different. And then, you know, play around in the dream. Everybody else in the dreams looking at you like, Oh, that's different. <laughs> you know? And so, because you all of a sudden you pop your consciousness into that version in that existing time that comes through as a lucid dream. Okay. Now I have clients that are working on this where they've gotten to this point of consciousness and I tell them dream walking is something that native Americans and shamans and many people in the ancient times do. It's a, it's a lost, lost art. Dream walking is the ability to go to have a lucid dream and then do something in the dream and in the awakening state, have the evidence in your waking state. So some of the dream walking practices that my clients work on is they would, if they have a dream about themselves in the backyard, in the dream, they'll try to remember, and it takes habit to do this, to try to remember, oh, break a branch. Okay, so I had a client in California. She goes to UCLA. She, she came to me at first because she was having these budding six senses of seeing people's auras and not just people's auras, but she was seeing energy and everything was just psychedelic trip all the time. And she's, she's not a drug addict or anything, but she could see every single energy and it was overwhelming for her. She couldn't do her studies to be able to see everybody's energy all the time. 
And so she did medication, medication didn't work. She did psychologist that didn't work. And she had picked up on one of my book interviews and reached out to me. And, and we worked on basically having her tone it down, turn down the dial, tone it down, make some boundaries. And so now she was able to just see certain people's energy only when she focuses and wants to. It's not all, it's not all on as well at nighttime, she's able to hear other people's thoughts and so the way to work with that is I told her to put a fan on at night to tune it out. And so she did that. And that's the way that she was able to sleep because she was having insomnia because she couldn't sleep without because her, her senses all were coming on at the same time. And so she could sleep at night. And now she's only able to see people's energy fields and auras only if she focuses on them. Well, what happens is when she got to that point, now she can focus and do her studies and, and work. But now she's seeing black areas in the aura field and the next sessions told me about that and I said okay next time you see that one people ask them if they're feeling any kind of aches or pains in that specific area that you see the darkness okay and so she asked that and they were like oh my god I was having a migraine oh my back was hurting oh I just broke my 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 hip doing something kind of funny that's so funny that you noticed that and it wasn't that she noticed that because they weren't limping or anything else. It's that she saw the darkness in their aura field. And so the next session I said, okay, so what, and everybody's six senses are different. So there's no cookie cutter way to work with it. I just want to say, but I said, okay, so now, now that we know what this is, what I want you to do is there's 8 million people, I'm sorry, billion people in the world. For some reason or another, they are in your presence out of 8 billion people. That's not an accident. And you're an energy healer. So what I want you to do is just imagine the dark spot, just painting away in your mind, like a paintbrush and just painting it away or poof it on, whatever, just, just do it. You don't need to ask because if it, if, it, if it's part of their karma, it'll come back. Okay. But just, just do that because by being present in your reality and near you out of 8 billion people, it's probably in their pre-life plan to come across you for some reason. So she's like, okay, I'll do that. So then she started doing her, her homework. Cause I give people homework. I'm not this, I'm not like this medium that tells you a bunch of stuff and sends you off the way, come back for more or anything else like that. But I give you homework to do. And if you don't do your homework, don't call me. I, I, I have a full it job. I have two kids. I like my husband. I just like to spend time with him. So you do your homework. We can do a consultation. You don't do your homework, don't call me, et cetera. So she did her homework, came back, and she, and she said, oh, it's so nice. Now I just walk around, and if I see a dark spot, I just, poof. And people, and, and I would talk to, she would talk to her family, and they're like, oh, my God, my head feels better. I don't know why. All of a sudden, it's gone. Or, oh, my God, I can actually run around. And so they were feeling better. And, you know, obviously, if it's part of their karma, they're going to do it again, and it's it's going to happen again. But for most people, it was gone. It was gone. So she just, now she just, she can do her studies. She can work. She can go out in public because her empathic skills wasn't overwhelming her that she can hear everybody's thoughts, their angry thoughts about other people. She can be around people who have, or having that psychedelic like aura light show going on all the time. She can sleep and have good sleep. And also wherever she goes, she just heals. Just heals. It is her presence that heals. It is her consciousness that heals. This is her sixth sense. It took a while to work on it, 
to get it into control, but everybody has this. And she can also see who is going to pass because the life force dims. And that is a different challenge too for her because if you walk around and see people, life force are dimming, then you know who's going to exit the reality. And, and it takes a lot of, in Buddhism, we call it spiritual manners or spiritual etiquette. Just because you know something shouldn't doesn't always mean that it's right for you to just say it and tell people. Yeah. So wow. we don't have that much more time. Tara, do you have any, you want to ask Van Gogh a question before we wrap up? I'm just kind of following along and soaking up everything you're saying because, yeah, I had had an experience a few years ago when about it. what and like when we were living at Mark's grandmother's house and the all of a sudden like I we were in the kitchen and I looked up at the clock and then time started speeding up and it's like I could see everything like speeding up really fast and like the yeah just like the this it's just it's like the I wasn't actually seeing the the arrow spinning around the clock but it was like in my in my mind or in my mind's eye the like the loops of time it's like I could see time loops all around me or something like yeah. that yeah and yeah I've, 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 I've had that experience and other people have that experience with digital clocks where you're looking at, you'll be looking at a digital clock and you haven't really looked away and all of a sudden two hours pass by and you're like, wait a minute, how, how did it change two hours ahead? And then you look at your phone and two hours had passed and you're like, whoop. Uh, that's also fun to do in rush hour traffic too. All of a sudden a one hour drive into the city only took 15 minutes. Mm. So, so that's a fun one to do I'm still working on that one a lot of people are working on that one but that is the ability that is a sixth sense and it, it is the ability to jump forward in time so if, if you want to if you have that ability and you want to work on that ability what you need to do is remove the boundary of measuring time okay mm. Is it, it is it is the measurement of time that keeps you locked in the linear time frame. Mm. Now, okay. would you suggest maybe then going by something more natural, like the cycle of the moon and the sun, rather than like focusing on your calendar and your clock? You you kind of tune into your environment. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, obviously time is still relevant because you still you know you have the, you, everybody else is working on timelines and all that. And, but for your personal life, be a little bit more fluid. So that's why synchronicities, sometimes if you just try to, if you think this is a linear way to do something, it has to be this and then this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen, then you're stuck on like the process having to happen a certain way. But if you're open to following synchronicities and working with your angels and your ancestors on cues, you can get to a to destination much faster and more like a zigzag and you just never know where the shortcut's going to be and that's where that is where that is actually a language of the language of light is to work with your synchronicities 
because synchronicities is just the reality mirroring mirroring back to you answers and directions so like if you had a had a question of of i wonder if i should if i should go to the gym or not and you you you're getting stuck on 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 your procrastination and a and a truck drives by a nike truck drives by and says just do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh Ah, that's that's the, that's the, that's the universe out of an infinite things that could drive by. That's the one that drives by as you're thinking that. So that's following synchronicity. All right, fine. I'll go to the gym, and then I go to the gym, and you meet a nice person that maybe you went on a date with later on. You never know. Mm. But but that's 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 one way to kind of like zigzag through time and kind of get more accelerated best experiences without having to go through. A to B, it has to be like this, and then it has to be like this, and then it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. So I talk about that in different podcasts and those different examples. That's a whole topic on itself. But the the basic point is that when we all work on dealing with our dense, unresolved, I'm just going to say it, mommy and daddy issues <laughs> and our issues with society and how our external reality is not fitting what we think it should be and we just yeah. deal with with those dense issues on ourselves that is going to help us clarify and navigate reality with a, with a much clearer consciousness because then you don't have old programming running back in the background going are they gonna like me are they gonna reject me am i gonna be too successful i don't know if i want to be too successful what's that gonna be like you know whatever whatever the the back talk but the programs are usually picked up from TV, from your culture, from society. And most of our old programs that do not work for us are from our mom and dad. A majority of them are from mommy and daddy. And that, and I can account for that. I've been doing quantum hypnosis for over a decade and Buddhism consultation. And when you break it down to how people are creating their existing life now and how things built up to what is happening now, it's old programming that they picked up from their mom or dad or childhood that has built up certain bad habits that have created how they want to take care of themselves, how they want to have relationships, the type of careers that they attract, the type of friends they attract, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on. So if, if the if you can break down the programs that did not serve you and understand them, then you understand yourself a little bit more and can start focusing and manifesting realities and experiences that aren't going to be carried on with some some garb old garbage you haven't taken out. Mm. Okay. So my book, Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities, that one deals with with that. Right on. Like it, it's the four noble truths. Doesn't matter what religion you have, it's not a religious. So it's it's really helpful to kind of help you continue that process of self-reflection narcissists will have the hardest time but for most everybody else self-reflection will help you uncover the 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 blocks that you have to manifest your next best experience so when you do that work then you change your past okay and you change your future and hence when you do that work your frequency through all the time and through all the multiverse is the same energetic blueprint. It's the same DNA. So if you study right frequencies, that energy healing technology, when they put 
Actually, I have a rife generator right here. Hold on. I heard a quote uh, that synchronicity is the language of our ancestors. It is. Our ancestors are, right? are, are light. So this is a spooky ah. tube generator, which I've done a, two episodes on with the, 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 the company owner. And basically, you take some DNA of yourself, nail clippings or hair, and you put it in the Rife generator. And you load up some programs like Schumann Frequency or Confidence Building or Detox Metals, whatever you want to do. There's a whole bunch of it. Schumann Residence. Any frequency, they have a lot. Chakra balance, whatever you want. Heart inflammation, whatever you want. Put it in there. And the, anybody in the cosmos, in all of Exemplar existence, that has that specific DNA will get that energy healing all throughout. So everybody gets the tune-up. Okay, and that's how energy healing works. And so when you do the healing and the self-work on yourself to raise your consciousness and your frequency... You physically in the present moment are not the only person benefiting. All versions of you benefit from that new frequency that you just attained. Okay. And it levels up everybody's experience. So, and that's why when you look in the past, you have Mandela effects. How did you have Mandela effects? How did the past change on you? Because at some point in your future present, you raise consciousness. And so the past had to change to match match your new frequency. So you match to a new reality that had a different past that matches this frequency. Because all passes have multiple realities as well. Mm. Brilliant. So uh, not to not, and and then remember you right now you are somebody's future. So the minute you work on your consciousness and raising your frequency, no matter the psyops, no matter the mama drama, no matter what's going on in your life, because they're all tools for you to work with to raise your frequency. It's not just sitting there and in, in in a in a monastery or a temple by yourself and just you know meditating all day which is great and wonderful because all you do is lucid dream into different realities anyways but it it is for you to also interact with the reality around you and leave a little bit of that positive energy before you move on to your next best experience your next best multiverse so i hope that i hope that clarifies how all of this awakening and, and self-work is somebody's past and somebody's present because right now you are you are the present future of all your past and your presence wonderful well said thank you so much von galt for sharing all this with us here is there anything you'd like to anything you'd like to plug before you go where folks can find your work and and get in touch with you yeah, so so you can grab all of my Buddhism books. Just go to my website, and then my, my podcast and my content is on my website, which is Merkaba Chakras, like your seven chakras, MerkabaChakras.com. And then the, the, the books are on the website. The links go straight to the Amazon page, and they'll print it and send it over to you. So everything, if you want to get a hold of me for a consultation, a quantum hypnosis session, or you have a 610 going out of control, just, just make a... Uh, 
request through the website and I'll plug you in. I might plug you in a couple months out, but I try to get to everybody as much as possible. Mm. And I, I'll, I'll send you some homework to do in the meantime until, until we meet anyways. So you'll be taken care of and, and trust that the, the Lord is sending you the people that is perfect for you right now. Mm. Okay. So, but what happens in all my quantum hypnosis sessions and is the same message. And here, and I put it into this message. So after a decade of doing quantum hypnosis and consultations, this is the same message that comes through through everybody. So I put it in these phrases I like to leave every interview with. So what the universe or God within you and everybody else wants you to know is that you've always been enough. Use the resources all around you to create the life that you want to live. A life full of love and joy. The spirit world will help you through synchronicity and you can do it. Well said. Thank you, Von Galt, for being here. And Tara, thank you so much for joining me as co-hosts and everyone tuning in. Immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now. this conversation and uh, hopefully she'll be joining us on future podcasts more often but if you want to hear more from Tara and I you can check out our podcast that we do together with our friends Chad and Roman it's called Esoteric America it has its own RSS feed and a YouTube channel actually uh, it's all on this YouTube channel the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy YouTube channel I don't post uh, as many episodes there uh, anymore and uh, I will start posting new episodes there but it just depends you know certain episodes are not uh, you know compatible we'll say with YouTube so I'd rather just uh, save myself the trouble and only post the you know safe stuff on YouTube and then give those folks an incentive to check out the show on the podcast feed or check out the show on Rockfin. But if you're already listening here, then you know the deal and you are uh, my favorite demographic, the people who listen uh, to the audio feed. That's why I got into podcasting. I didn't get into it to do videos or anything like that as much as I try to fiddle around with video tech. But uh, 
Anyways, today's conversation with Von Galt got cut short a little bit, a little bit of a miscommunication there with scheduling. No big deal. Von Galt is great, and we hopefully will have her back on in the future. You can check out her books on Amazon, and she has her own website. The link is in the description. So check that out. And while you're at it, check out the new Scene Edition 3 in our Ko-Fi store. Uh, It is almost 45 pages detailing symbolic architecture and how you can spot it in your own area, essentially. I mean, in other words, right? This is an example of this sort of thing in practice with New Haven, which is arguably one of the better examples of this kind of thing in America. So uh, if you're a local to Connecticut, you definitely want to pick it up. If you ever plan on driving through or visiting New Haven, you definitely want to pick it up. Or if you just want to support the show and check out some cool information, pick it up. The link is in the description. It's the Scene Edition 3, Aesthetic in Strange New Haven. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm looking forward to working on the next Scene Edition 4. That'll be finished uh, at the end of spring. But between now and then, I'm going to be working on the Skull and Bones podcast series, which is going to be only available on Patreon or Substack. The next episode will hopefully come out next week. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing it on a monthly basis. I thought about doing it every other week, but uh, it is a lot to put together. And that first episode took me well over a month to put together, so... I definitely don't want to stress myself, especially putting out, you know, eight episodes a week, or I'm sorry, eight episodes a month at a minimum, uh, as well as the other shows I do and the other podcasts I work on and, you know, paying bills and keeping things together, keeping the lights on, keeping the internet on, all the things that help this show uh, stay on the tracks. And if you want to help, speaking of uh, staying on the tracks. I don't know if I want to use that phrase anymore after all the derailments. I, I wonder if those have uh, finished. But either way, support the show on Patreon, Rockfin, or Substack, or with a one-time donation if you want to keep this show on the air. Uh, you can also follow the show on Instagram. I'm surprised there's 10,000 people listening to the show and Uh, Only 2,000-something people on Instagram. So everybody has an Instagram. Support me, follow me, and that will help us reach more listeners. I just got a message from someone today. Uh, Shout out to Tom Palladino, our past guest. Very, I should say, very kind guy. I know in the outro to that episode, I said, oh, well, the, you know, the scalar energy is a little bit skeptical. I don't know if I'd pay, you know, somebody just on the promise that they're going to be you know sending me (laughs) scalar energy it just seems seems a little bit scammy you know and no offense to tom he's a great guy he's very kind to me and uh and yeah so i got a message from someone uh whose instagram handle is homunculus day or yeah homunculus daydream (laughs) So, uh, yeah, odd Instagram name, but to be fair, the message was reasonable. Let's read it. Oh, hi, Mark. I love how coy you are. 
Uh, just letting you know, I gave that scalar light trial a go. Great. I did a science and sent a pic of my wife and I. I don't know what that means. I did a science. So they ask you when you sign up for the scalar light, they say, okay, here, do a science and send us a picture. Okay, so they did the science and they picked, sent the picture. Uh, and he says that his wife was unaware of this. So he was using his wife as a control uh, just in case there was any placebo effect that he might feel. Interesting. Okay, so he's experimenting, him and his spouse, with scalar light she's the control she doesn't know that the scalar light is coming and he does so uh, then he says basically the only noticeable health difference I've seen in the trial is I fell down some stairs hurt my neck shoulders and back in conclusion unless they are doing a voodoo style thing and causing negative effects I feel as though it doesn't do anything Thanks for your work. I enjoy both your show and the guests you book for Sam's show. Keep on trucking, fella. Wow. Wonderful uh, referral, or not not really a referral, testimony. I don't know if it's a testimony that Tom would stand by. I, I can guarantee he's not doing any voodoo, uh, but I apologize. Maybe my um, skeptical take skewered or skewered that's not the right word um maybe my skeptical take biased your uh feeling about the scalar energy and if that's the case i apologize i don't want to do that but uh i gotta be honest this is my podcast and you know i tom was not somebody who i reached out to to have on the show uh he actually reached out to me and even they even offered to pay me for the interview, which never happens. Very unusual that that ever happens. And because I was in a position where I could use the money, I said, sure, send me the money. We'll have you on the show. Uh, so if people are wondering, oh, Mark, why would you have someone like that on the show if you don't even, uh, you know, stand by what they're talking about? Well, I figured I'd give them a fair shot. It's only fair considering the price he offered. And like I said, I could use the money. So if you don't want to see that kind of thing happen again, uh, support the show. Support the show on Patreon, Rockfin, or Substack. I definitely do not want to pimp out the platform. I think there are definitely better shows for people to do that on. Um, Besides, you know, like my... This platform is growing. It's a big show now, but it's still, you know... I don't know if it's it's at the point where I feel comfortable uh, asking people for money to be on the show. It, and it's one thing if people offer, but uh, but yeah, in general, no, that's not something that occurs. And uh, there's very few podcasts that pay guests to be on their show. And, you know, I don't know. That seems like a rich kid move to me. If you have the money, go for it. That's great, but I like the authenticity of two people just having a conversation, uh, especially after participating in something, you know, where someone paid me to be the host. Um, it's just interesting, you know, I, I gave it a shot, but I got to be honest with my listeners. So if you tune in to the outro, uh, just know that uh, I appreciate you for listening to the whole show. And 
I appreciate you for, uh, well, I don't remember what I was about to say. Um, but what I do now want to say is that we have some amazing guests planned. There are some really excellent guests on the way. There's another message I wanted to read here. Let's see. Okay. Glad to see you're doing your own research for the new podcast. That was the main reason why I stopped listening to uh, insert podcast name here. Uh, People are getting money from other people's research. So this is a message I got from somebody, uh, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to read the whole message because uh, people can maybe deduce which show is being talked about, but um, I just want to address this. So he sends me a message saying that he stopped listening to a certain podcast because they're making money from other people's research. Uh, I get that making a podcast is work. I'd rather just listen to... Uh, the people's podcasts who are doing the research. I get that. I just think that, uh, you know, as far as podcasting goes, you're underestimating how difficult it is to, to be a host and interview somebody. It's one thing to do your own research, sure, but to interview people is an entirely different skill. And, you know, to do a good interview, yeah, it helps to do research beforehand. But when you're a successful person who's living a life, you know, filled with, uh, you know, activities, that's a different conversation, right? I mean, I'm not talking about myself here. I have the time to do the research. And sure, there are podcasts where people have time to do the research. They make their show about that. But, you know, I just think that this particular comment you know made me want to address that you know interviews are very difficult there are some conversations that i have here on this podcast where i do very little research beforehand Uh, there are a couple of reasons i do that one is to test myself two is maybe i have you know, confidence on the subject or three maybe I feel like you know the guest is somebody who you know I could just have a normal conversation with right and there wouldn't be a really a, a need to research anything because they're gonna explain what they know and as the interviewee I don't want to you know be here and just be like a know-it-all or something and you know, big shot them and be like, oh, well, how about this? And uh, now that I say that, I may have done the know-it-all thing before, but either way, that's the point of the podcast um, in a way. But yeah, I think there are reasons to listen to a podcast aside from research. And I think you'd be surprised at how many guests just kind of wing it and don't do a lot of research. But um you know, talk a big game. So just be skeptical of the podcast you listen to and be skeptical of the people who say they're doing research because sometimes, uh, you know, they're just clicking 
through search engines finding articles that match their preconceived notion and then you know putting that information together in a way that you know demonstrates their perspective this is something i've done you know i've done this you know so i know what it looks like uh, i'm not saying that i've been disingenuous with any information but i just know how easy it is to take things into a realm where uh maybe you're you're venturing beyond the supported uh, research or supported facts the supported ideas I like to make it very clear when I'm speculating. I like to make it very clear when I'm talking about something I've found uh, and where I've found it. And I think if you hear somebody sharing quote-unquote research, but they're not giving you maybe sources or making it clear when they're speculating or they have you know excuses for why their sources can't be shared, which, you know... Sometimes there there are good reasons. Other times there are are not not good reasons. They're just exactly that excuses. So yeah, I would just be careful. And you know, no shade to this person. Uh, they've sent me other messages before in the past. Shout out to uh, them. But yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think that. Uh, that's a little overblown and exaggerated so but anyways we've got a lot going on on this podcast some great interviews coming down the pike so stay tuned and thank you for being here i love all the folks who stick around in the outro club um follow me on twitter follow me on instagram and if you send me a dm with the secret hidden word which is uh, Vulcan, then you will receive a free sticker in the mail. So uh, because you stuck around to the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a free sticker in the mail. So just uh, send me that DM with the secret hidden word Vulcan and you will get a sticker. Thanks for tuning in and immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now.
peeking through the curtain. Cells out of service can't reach me on the circuit. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, I'm peeking through the curtain. Hardly feeling like a person, but the vibes are perfect. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, my third eye's open and my chakra's flowing. All seven channels in my spirit's flowing. Knowledge feeling deeper than the ocean. It's the eightfold path in the sacred lotus. Uh, I'm peeking, flipping through Akashic records. My ego's decomposing like a leper. I'm Edgar Casey going some levitation. So with zero hesitation as I jump into the spaceship. I'm weary from thinking like an earthling. While skyfish dip and dive above the earth circling. I'm spiraling, sacred geometry Studying my old selves like it's anthropology Honestly, feeling like life's a comedy As big a game as a paper-run economy I've been playing safe, but safest for the weaker heart Wait, I'm peeking, tearing everything apart Wait, I'm peeking through the curtain Cells out of service can't reach me on the circuit uh, I'm peeking through the curtain Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose Wait through the curtain, hardly feeling like a person, but the vibes are perfect. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain, nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, I'm beta testing old theta frequencies. I lay to rest the ego and the frequent themes that keep me seeing life inside a box. Small minds kick rocks, Pandora less talk. Uh, I might need a suture for this rift in space. I might stay and see how Lucifer's fruit tastes. Hungry for knowledge and hungry for infinite And every time I'm peeking I can see it for an instant I'm peeking through the curtain at the crowd Sheeps in their seats and the wolves on the prowl Zeitgeist, spirit form, walking through the aisles Consumerism living in their vacant smiles uh, Now I'm peeking through the curtain at the sky I ain't even gotta try, gaining wisdom on the fly I'm touching base with things I can't explain Gods without names on a different plane Wait Cells out of service can't reach me on the circuit. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, I'm peeking through the curtain. Hardly feeling like a person, but the vibes are perfect. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, I'm peeking through the curtain. Cells out of service can't reach me on the circuit. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait, I'm peeking through the curtain. Hardly feeling like a person, but the vibes are perfect. Uh, I'm peeking through the curtain. Nothing is for certain, but I feel it like a purpose. Wait. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.